Patrick, where should we start? I mean, you are. You I really... think we should. I think we should start with your big announcement. Oh. <laughs> I forget. Um, yes, I'm moving to Los Angeles on uh, January 20th, a week from now. I don't even have time to have drinks with you and Kristen, which is really... So you're, move, so you're moving to COVID Central. Yeah, COVID Lock, Central. Lock, lockdown Central. Actually, somebody tweeted this at me, and I thought of you, and I thought I, I should tag you. Someone said, congrats on your move to the left coast. And I thought, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go, my boss will love that. Yeah. So, you know, insane restrictions. Passport mandates there. Uh, in, what, what do you play? 40% tax in California? Uh, it, it crazy. I, I know. I know. I mean, the only thing they have going for them is the weather. The only thing. Well, I mean, Hollywood's there, right? I mean, you know, I... I is that a plus? I don't even... Well, for you, it might be enough for <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> oh, please. You love hobnobbing with stars. Um Look, I want to pitch. You do. You do. We both do. We talk trash. And then any of these people that we meet, we'd be like, oh, my God, we love you. I would rather hobnob with them in Nashville than L.A. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agree because I, I don't want to live with all these crazy mask mandates that are out there. But, <sighs> you know, look, I wanted to be a t- national TV host forever. I want to do Go that. Go for it. Yeah, I'm going for it. I want to pitch shows. Um, I know it's going to happen because young people are not watching television. You're a GM of a show. So, you know, they're going to put women in their late 30s and 40s on television. So I figure, honey, it's now, Patrick. I got to go for it. Now? I mean, you have the uh, perfect opportunity. You got to go for it. Got to go for it. Um, hopefully you'll keep me as your co-host. Hopefully you'll keep me as your no co-host. No one else would want to even... be my co-host. So, yeah, you 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 win by default. <laughs> When I get my trashy talk show, I hope I'm still oh, your co-host. By the way, if you become rich and famous, you still better do this podcast. <laughs> then I will get mad at you. You better you better write that into any contract. Oh, really? Wouldn't the irony be if I fired you? That would be like the uh, that would be the that, irony of everything. That would be so awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you're well, I, or I guess I'd be just like re- really quitting from the podcast. But no, look, we're we're planning to keep the podcast. You may have going. to change it to the Patrick and Sarah perspective, or the Sarah and well, Patrick perspective. I, if I you mean, be, if you become rich and famous, <laughs> I, I'm willing to do that. We'll call it the uh, S and P. Look, I want to be like you know Sarah Springer. I want a trashy, trashy show like that TLC woman that farts in jars and makes like forty thousand dollars a year, like or a day. That's what I want. Like I want those people on my show. It's. I'll be right here co-hosting with you in two years, and we'll be talking about, you know, the guest on that farts in a jar. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> so Hey, listen, yeah. as, long as, they, as long as they pay you, who gives a shit if you have to fart in a jar, right? Don't you think it's – I mean, look, you're a GM. Don't you feel like all these networks need content? I feel like someone's going to give me a shot. I think that – well, you keep saying networks. I think there's so many – all you know, getting serious for a second. There's so many platforms that need content from a streaming perspective and – um, you know, certainly on the linear side, but also on the digital side and then the streaming side. So now's the time. I now's agree. The time to go for it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Obviously, you know, you and I talked before, but uh, yes. we're leaving January I'm acti- 20th. I'm acting like I didn't know, but I did. You know, you know, uh, January 20th. And um, yes, I was going to do this whole get, I wanted to do a big, you know, going away thing, but everybody I know is COVID. And so it sucks. I, I know. As long as they've had it, they're immune. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> anyway. Pop so, the beers. What, by the way, why are people, uh, I have so much. Rant. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I can't. It's like I get exhausted and anxiety and 
No one listens to me. You have anxiety? What about? No, I, I just, it's maddening. The, the moronic decisions that these, I don't even want to call them leaders. These officials continue to make mistake after mistake after mistake. So Montgomery County, my lovely county that I live in, uh, today there was a hearing. The county executive, Mark Elrich, is pro- proposing they follow D.C., New York, L.A., a few other jurisdictions, mandatory vaccine passports. So to get into a restaurant, bar, movie theater, gym, salon, you'd have to prove your vaccination status. One shot, which is completely useless. The CEO of Pfizer yesterday said two shots, useless right now, utterly useless. Three, keep that at a hospital. Not, They don't keep you from getting it. The CDC, CDC director on CNN Sunday morning, Walensky, said, quote, it does not pre- it does not prevent transmission anymore. The vaccines, the vaccines do not prevent transmission anymore. By the way, the fact that she, she uses the word anymore is important because that indicates that at one point the CDC did believe maybe with other variants that it did prevent transmission, which we know is now not to be true. So not sure why she used anymore. The fact is, the question no one seems to be able to answer that wants to put in these restrictions on uh, passport mandates is, what are you trying to accomplish? Everyone who is in the facility is now vaccinated. Great. They also could pass it to each other. (laughs) You're still going to force them to wear masks. Everyone's still going to get it. So what are you doing? You're just punishing those unvaccinated folks. And and people tend to think of these policies from the perspective of adults, right? I'm three times vax. It's not going to impact me. I could still go eat. But it's not going to uh, apply to the people who work there, which makes no sense. So you could have unvaccinated workers and somehow now you're saying that this is a safer environment how about children who are five six seven who at this point their parents just don't feel comfortable with them getting faxed because they know they're low risk yeah and they can't, there's, go, there's to a, not they can't go to a movie the, theater yeah they can't go to a bowling alley birthday party they can't go get a haircut what are we doing the, new york and la both have these where you're headed la had seventy thousand cases yesterday they have every mandate you could come up with. You have to wear a mask in your car by yourself in L.A. No, not really. But <laughs> I know, but it is true. When I look, even when I was there in September before Omicron took off, I mean, you had to wear a mask in a restaurant, show your vaccine passport, mm-hmm. and then you had to sit there until you got your food. With it, 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 And this is indoor-outdoor spaces yep. in California. It made, because we know the chances of transmitting outdoors or even an indoor-outdoor space are so low. It's like... Okay, but what's your take now on... We still got kids in masks. You know, kids are getting it in general society. They're not getting it in schools yet. They still have to wear masks in schools. No one, you know, I I do think we're getting to a tipping point, maybe not in the very progressive county I live in, which the county council just goes along with whatever Mark Elridge says. 
They ask the dumbest questions. They don't have the most up-to-date data. They're not even asking based on what Walensky, Fauci, and the CEO of Pfizer said yesterday or over the weekend on the national network shows. There was testimony today by Fauci and Walensky. None of that came into the hearing today. They're just in a vacuum. They're just in this why do you think that more okay like in california right there's even now that you know they're, they're trying to recall the mayor of los angeles again over not again they did that with the governor but they, yeah. you know they want a recall of the mayor there because of how poorly it's been handled COVID's obviously running rampant but in montgomery county it just doesn't seem like there's just a small group of outspoken people that are like yeah. saying what the the county council is doing is wrong but do you think it's because we live in an area where you can just so easily go to Virginia. You can easily go to dinner in D.C. So people I think just it's a don't few care. Things. I think many government workers live here. Many, many privileged, affluent people live here who can stay home. They can mm. homeschool. They want their kids home. They can work from home. They're never going back into an office. They don't they don't have to worry about equity. They don't have to worry about access to schools necessarily or food. They don't have to worry about access to internet. They don't have to worry about those types of things. And that's what shocks me about the current county executive in Montgomery County, because there are a lot of spots in our county. It's one of the most diverse counties in the country. There are areas that this is going to significantly impact those with less means. Look, Baltimore, right? I mean, small, you... and every and and the problem right now is the mindset goes to, oh, I could just put a mask on and walk in a restaurant. Yeah, I can. Or this is, you know, what about it's the small retailers? It's it's the local bar. How can it's, they hang on? I, I just it's, don't it's, see. Not only that, who's going to verify this? So you're you're gonna you're gonna check a vaccination card with two shots or three. And then are you going to match it to an ID? No, that's not happening at a restaurant. It's not happening in New York. They've admitted it. So basically, it's theater. It's utter theater. But back to my, you're starting to see a tipping point. You know, even like the Jake Tappers of the world on CNN and many others are asking the right questions. Okay. They, you know, I'll give an example. Hospitalizations. COVID hospitalizations are through the roof. But then when you really go look at the numbers, the governor of New York, uh, you know, actually woman, had yeah. all of New York State, Hochul, I think, Hochul. Her, her name is, yeah, I, I, I know, I haven't paid attention, honestly. But so yeah, keep... there's a big difference between in the hospital for COVID and with COVID. And, and very few people are, understand the distinction. If you, Sarah, go to the hospital because you're having chest pains, or something happens to your eye or your leg or whatever, or your child is, you know, not feeling well, but not for a COVID reason. They go to the hospital. Everyone's getting tested, but they didn't go there because of COVID symptoms. They went there for something else, but they test positive. So now that's a COVID hospitalization, but they didn't go for COVID. And couldn't they I mean, be they didn't released? Go with, they, 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 they went for something else and they are now with COVID. So New York state, is finally breaking those numbers down. And the first report of the new numbers dropped the COVID hospitalizations for COVID because of COVID, you went to the hospital by 47%, right? Wow. 
but basically 53 i'm sorry 47 percent of the cases were you didn't go for covid yeah they tested positive which and that's why the um the shortages in the hospitals and the staffing because once you test positive for covid in a hospital now you got to have your own room you got to do all the nurses have to follow the ppe regulations right, right right now you have to go through the protocols and you have to get retested and so yeah it strains the system two things can be true the hospitals are strange schools are are, are strained no doubt but we got to keep the metrics in perspective omicron is proving to be extremely mild it's proving to be highly transmissible. The CDC director admits it's no longer, uh, the vaccines no longer prevent transmission with this variant. So the only reason you're vaxxed now, and you should be vaxxed and boosted, is to keep yourself out of the hospital and die. Yeah, yeah, right. It prevents death, which is... But the yeah. reason for vaccine passports has always been and always been the rational behind the ration uh, the, the rationale behind it is prevent the spread or slow the spread, and that's not. Oh, it doesn't work. It, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it, it it certainly doesn't work in Montgomery County, where you can literally go one county at Frederick County. You can go to the district. You can go a district over, and they have a totally different set of rules. So you could go over, contract COVID anywhere. I mean it. It's such a control issue. It's and it's then nuts. the question is: Okay, if you're going to have vaccine passports, then you should not have to wear a mask anymore, right? Wasn't that the whole thing when it started? The whole thing was just get, <laughs> yeah. get a vaccination. You know get it. Once we I, get the vaccination, come, by the way, before you, the, the you are moving. I know you are. You are now a Midwest <laughs> moderate. That's what I'm going to call you. You have come a long way, sir. Look, I'm tired of it. We live in the greatest country in the world. And, you know, we have access to this vaccine more than anyone else. You know, Um, like, obviously, you know, you never know with China, right? They're not going to release the truth. But like more than Europe, more than any other country. And, you know, it's just the incompetence of our leaders is so discouraging. I think Hold on. Liberal leaders. And I mean that seriously. This is only happening in liberal progressive cities. North Carolina, and I only use North Carolina for example because I have a house there, and I have a Democratic governor, smart, rational, specifically targeted risk approach. Kids don't have to wear masks in schools unless they want to. Kids who have immunocompromised illnesses, you have to wear a mask. Those over 65, encouraged to wear a mask. And they're pro-vaccination, pro-booster in North Carolina. Yeah, but we see now Ron DeSantis, right? I mean, the, yeah. Florida has high rates, high, you know, so, hospitalizations. No, Florida's rates are no higher than New York, California, Illinois. They're not. That's false. And by the way, I said this last week, I think. If kids were getting sick at a higher rate or, God forbid, kids were dying in Florida, being unmasked, it would be the lead story on the LA Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, it w- guess what? It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. It's yeah. not. Kids are kids are living their lives in these states. At some point, we could debate whether early on DeSantis was a fool and kept the beaches open. And I think I said so myself when we didn't know a lot. But now we know a lot. And the problem is. DeSantis is 
proving his approach right now is proving to be the right approach. I'm not saying his approach was right all along, but his approach at this point with this variant, with how transmissible it is, absolutely the right approach. And as is the Democratic governor in North Carolina. Connecticut, li very liberal governor, completely different approach than around here. I went to New Jersey over the weekend, much more open than here. You got Virginia that's more open. Yeah, Virginia. I mean, here, at least in Leesburg, I don't notice any. I mean, people about, are. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. It just some people wear masks. Nobody. I mean, literally no one approaches you about wearing a mask. I mean, maybe if you were in a medical office, they would. But I don't hear I mean, anybody. Kid, I, think, I think kids, students of Virginia are still a mask, which I don't think they should be, especially four five. I mean, five, six, seven, eight year olds who are learning to enunciate, learning to read. Well, maybe, maybe Yunkin some, will get rid of that. Well, yeah, we'll see. I, I look at D.C. I always pick up Montgomery County, but let's look at D.C. I, 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 a city that has been decimated, needs tourism, needs conventions, needs weddings, needs events. Does it, though? Does it? Po yeah. Political parties. And they have a, they're putting in a vaccine mandate. Like, What? What are you doing, Major, Major? What are you doing? No one's listening. All these, all these liberals follow the science. Follow the science. You got the signs in their neighborhoods and on their lawns. Oh, we follow the science in this home. Well, none of them are following the science right now. None of them are even. Look, we follow the CDC. Well, no, you don't. She's telling you, <laughs> can't stop the spread. I just find it interesting that the district, you know, it is a city of lobbyists. And yet, like, you know, because a, a lot of, you know, big construction companies obviously are building in D.C., um, law firms. I'm, I'm amazed that they are not revolting. Like, I mean, I don't know. Do they need the money? It's just to me like. No, I think D.C. needs money. I don't think the entities necessarily have to be there. Right. I mean, like. Like if you want, the only people that need the money are the I, small business, and they don't have any. Do you advocates. know how glad and thankful I am that my daughter chose Virginia to have her wedding? Oh yeah, what? yeah, I'm sure. The anxiety and the stress for no reason that these people who have functions scheduled in D.C. with the mandates and the restrictions and all this other stuff. I mean, you saw the NFL, you know, they said, you know, we're looking at a backup plan for the Super Bowl. Texas. I know. But don't you feel like that? But they're not going to. And don't you no, feel like they won't. Isn't that the ultimate to me? That's the ultimate contradiction of liberals, right? Of this highly liberal governor out there and mayor of L.A. There's so much money to lose. You know, I mean, here they are, Max, you know, vaccine passports, masks, um, all, shutting down things. And yet. You know they won't shut that. They will not lose the money and guarantee they'll make some sort of exemption on the day of the Super Bowl. So, you know, you'll have to wear your mask as you walk in. Then they you can take it off. People, they had 80,000 people at SoFi Stadium over the weekend. That's to me why. why I don't know why <laughs> for people the, for follow. For the Rams game. I, it's we live in a capitalist society and it doesn't matter if you're Republican or we Democrat. We live in a hypocritical society and we I, live in an extremely, come to extremely your side. political society. 
I agree with you. I just find it ironic in the city of L.A. where they're controlling so much and all these things, you know, the Super Bowl is going to go on. They're not going to close. They're not going to lose that money and that advertising and in a way. But yet probably right after that, they'll do some big, you know, shut down or mandate. It's it's just it's so hypocritical to me. This is where I I don't know. I think I want a third party in this country or something. It's so bad. You know, again, I, I use this phrase all the time. All kidding aside. This isn't month six, month four, month 10. This is going on year three, okay? Yeah. We know, we know a lot. People have had ample time to get vaccinated. You've provided them with all the resources. There's a ton of scientific data out there. It's time. Get vax, get booster. If you want to get your fourth booster, go ahead. It's time to live and move on. And frankly, half this country is doing it. And doing it okay. That's what's crazy. We're living in a, you know, there was 80,000 people in, in stadiums. I mean, in Indianapolis last night for the national championship game. All had, of them. And, and, you know, I mean, yes, Indiana is, leans Republican for sure. But it's not like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a major city. I, uh, I, these people uh, are in a vacuum. And to answer your question. You know, the constituents that are in these people's ears most or tend to be older, tend to have not a lot to lose. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, they just continue to pass arbitrary uh, restrictions for, for, for no reason. So. Okay, what else? I mean, because I do, I want to ask you about filibuster. Yeah. I want to ask you, you know, funny enough, for three years we've been talking on the show about award ceremonies, Golden Globes went, Golden oh. Globes, like, didn't even have it. But what else do you want to talk about with... So I just want to throw, you know, last thing on the, on the whole COVID and everything. There's a reason Biden's approval ratings are in the low 40s, okay? He, he, he said he was going to end COVID, Clearly not, which, by the way, was a ridiculous statement to begin with. He said testing. They weren't prepared for testing. The, the, the testimony today uh, clearly showed that they were ill. The White House was ill prepared with a testing strategy. He says there's going to be 500 tests. They're nowhere to be found. They're still not here. By the time they get these tests, I know. we'll be on to the next. I mean, already they said New York's starting to dip. Other major cities are starting to dip. The UK and European countries already, they say, reached their peak with this variant. The tests will be here. And so complete fail. Um, I mean, the, the mixed messaging, he he That's just has really, really struggled on this. And he, he, I, he truly believed, and his people, I think, truly believed vaccines would eradicate this disease. And... It, it was a one size strategy and um, and it didn't work. It didn't work. I, you know, look, I think, too, I've changed my whole attitude towards schools staying open when you realize that 14 million kids in this country, they get their food assistance. They get two meals from school, you know, by closing. I mean, what's happening in Chicago is criminal. It's just, it's so, these, these kids, I, I mean, how many are going home to environments where, you know, they're being abused and that's being missed. I mean, it's just like, you know, school is a, a refuge for so many kids Sarah, for I said food this. and every, I cannot believe that's to me what drives me nuts about the liberals, you know, Oh, you know, this, they're behind this movement, that movement. And yet we know 
that kids school is where kids get safety well and, and i'm get gonna say food, this and, and they don't care well not only do they don't care they're appeasing the unions Look, it's criminal what's happening in Chicago. It really I'm is. So, sorry, preach, preach, preach. <laughs> well, you're, you're hitting all. You're hitting all my points. I've converted you. And the irony, converted. the irony is, these parents who live in inner city Chicago, right, have all they can do to get to work to try to make a living. They cannot lobby like the wealthy, you know, people in the suburbs. To your point, who can homeschool their kids, yeah. who can do whatever, and these. Liberal cities are like they're they're shutting. Down. They're not even fighting the unions. It's like they're killing the exact people that they claim to be so, representing. So to, so to your point, I don't think I finished. I got I got because I get so hyped up. I got um, distracted <laughs> on what I was saying. Take a breath. People have to step back, and most people approach this from how does this impact me? I got to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. Oh, I'll, I'll just put a mask on. I I get retweeted at so many times. Just put a mask on. Okay, I can wear a mask. Not a big deal. I walk in, take it off, go sit down, drink my beer, whatever. Fine. It's it's the six, seven, eight year olds who are trying to learn and read. How about the how about the four year old that's in daycare all day because the parents have to work? How about the kids in Boston? Guy tweeted me this morning. Minus eight degrees. All obviously all outdoor outdoor activities are canceled. All indoor activities where you could run around even with masks canceled. So basically, they're sitting there for nine hours with masks on. No respite from the masks. Why were the indoor activities canceled? Because they don't want kids running around in close proximity to each other. Because, <sighs> you know, because that's what we do. We make up policies <laughs> without any. So think about this from a six-year-old's perspective. No, I think it's, I don't and I know. Then, and then tell me what the policy should be. I, or, a three -year, or a three-year-old in daycare. All day, or how about when you know we had we had uh, Bethany on and saying, try to learn your D's and your B's in when you're five years old with a mask on. So listen, this is a it, it's it's serious. We joke, but I think people have hit their tipping point. I, I, hope I don't so. think people are going to comply. I feel bad for these small businesses if they pass this in Montgomery County. I think D.C. has to reverse course. I think if Mayor Bowser doesn't reverse course on vaccine mandates, if there's a if there's a more moderate candidate that runs against her for mayor, she could be in trouble. Ooh. If it's somebody to the left of her, she'll be fine. If it's somebody who wants more restrictions and that. But if if. You know, yeah, you get it, an it, Eric Adams type. You you yeah, know exactly you, right. You, she'll be, you know it, be in now, big trouble. I don't, I don't think that person's out there in D.C. Well, not yet, but, but I mean, I mean, who knew Eric? You know what I mean? I feel like Eric Adams like emerged out of nowhere. Was like, who's this no, dude? You're right. And then it was like, oh my god, everybody loved. And we'll see what he does with New York. I mean, he's only been whatever mayor for a you know a week or so. Yeah. But all right, well, let's move on. I want. I'm yeah, curious your thoughts about Golden Globes going completely basically on Twitter. Were they on this weekend? No. Okay, NBC decided they weren't going to air them mm -hmm. because of all the controversy with the Hollywood foreign press being too white. Then they, they have hired 30 percent of their, um, you know, their board now is is people of color. Um, but because of that, because of Omicron and the ratings, they decided to go completely online. Do you think this is the first time that's happened? Do you think this spells the end, end. of 
of uh, really of Hollywood and, award shows. Wow. I mean, that and, would be crazy. Ricky Gervais I mean, coming out and going, yeah, people are tired. They don't, they're tired of hearing it from celebrities. They don't want to see I him. I mean, do I think the Oscars is going to go away or the Grammys? No, but I don't think people care as much. I, mean, I think the Grammys are a little insulated just because music tends to, you know, songs change, artists change, people will, you know, you got the Swifties and people follow them, you know. Uh, yeah. I know. It's funny. We've been talking about that on this. Um, and then also I saw, I think it was like the release of maybe the most popular TV shows. And for the first time in 20 years or something, the Oscars and the Golden Globes did not even make enough ratings. All, all, the highest watched, um, right. you know, TV episodes. And it was all like NCIS and, um, yeah. you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of those shows. But no, I, uh, we've been saying it for years. So we, uh, we you know, <laughs> you and I. We cutting this, edge here. Cutting edge. We said this three years ah. ago, before Omicron. Remember? Look, uh, look, uh, you you make some good points, and uh, yeah. So do you? You know. Uh, yeah. So back to Biden, the the filibuster. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on that, by the way. I, I think I, I the Dems, the Dems are grasping at straws here for for voter rights. They want to, you know, change. What's been going on in the Senate for 223 years, I believe. Uh, Manchin just Manchin is saving the Dems from themselves. I know that sounds crazy, but he is saving them from themselves by not passing, you know, build back America for four trillion dollar boondoggle by not hopefully allowing them to just filibuster rules. By keeping them in check, because if they were to have done all of this, I think their losses in November in the midterms would even be more deep than they're going to be. So my first number is I think the Republicans pick up 30 seats, 28 to 30 seats, obviously take over the House with that. I think they retake the Senate, although that's a little bit dicier than I, I thought I thought they were actually going to get it by at least two. Now it's going to be, I think, a little bit questionable. Uh, although John Thune's running again in South Dakota, so that's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I think the losses are going to be deep for the Dems. Mm. And I think Biden's... So Joe Biden goes to Georgia today. Yeah, okay. Him and Kamala Harris to speak on voter rights. And guess who doesn't even... Go to see him. Stacey Abrams. It's her number one issue. It's her biggest issue. Wait a minute. What do you think that is? I didn't read that. Because she wants action, not speeches. The leading civil rights activist, uh, I can't remember his name right now. I apologize. From Georgia, didn't show up. So they came out with this lame statement. Uh, Joe Joe Whitehouse came out with a statement. Joe and Stacey spoke. They're all fine, but she had a conflict, scheduling conflict. Yeah. President of the United States is coming to your state. You're running for governor. Your singular issue is voting rights. It's put you on the map. Okay. So you think she's distancing herself? She doesn't want to be associated with them. Absolutely. Okay. Now, it's, it's, it's more of a protest distancing than I don't want to be seen with him. It's more of we want action. Okay. Get this done. 
and I'm not going to be seen with you while you do speeches and nothing gets changed in Washington. I think that's more of why she's doing it. Okay. It's still a slight. He's the president of the United States, your own party. Good what point. You- I hadn't read about that. Yeah. Um, she She's the reason it even has a chance to pass. So follow here. Stacey Abrams is probably the number one reason and Trump's being an idiot is the second or you can flip those however you want. They're the two reasons Georgia has two Democratic senators. They're the reason that the Dems have the majority with Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker. She's basically telling Joe, use it. You got to use it. Get it done. I did my part. I got you, Georgia. I made the Senate Democratic. If you waste this opportunity, shame on you. That's exactly what she's saying to Joe Biden today. Mm. Are you surprised to hear, hear Biden? You know, because I remember we talked about the filibuster and Biden before he was elected. Yeah. Um, you know, he's obviously an old school senator for many years. He said it'll never happen. Okay, so are you are you surprised to hear him flip? So he's so supposedly he only want they want to. I, and again, I don't know all the Senate maneuvering that this would take, but they want to pass it in a way that it's just for this issue. Right, right. Yeah, that's what okay, they're saying. And not yeah. nothing else. So they want to they want to get Manchin and Siena on board. Just let us pass the Voting Rights Legi- Act, I believe it's called. And um, yeah, the John. And kind of, Lew- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, John, John Lewis, Lewis Voting, Voting Rights, Rights Advancement Act. Yep. And then we'll just put it, you know, we'll pull it for this. Pass it, and then I'll put it back in. <laughs> Ooh. Basically, and and I I take that I take it that your take is they should not do this because the should Republicans, not. if the Republicans, you know, take control, they would do it. I just think it's a slippery slope, and I think we saw that with the Harry Reid, and by the way, passed away. And oh yes, you know, so I you know I thought I thought. Um, actually, I thought Barack Obama did, the former President Obama did a great speech. What makes him so good, just total side note, Nancy Pelosi was there, you know, being totally, you know, non-authentic, saying, oh, we, I never heard Harry Reid say anything negative about any other senators. Harry was known to be a bombastic, say it like it is, would call people out. So Barack Obama says... Now, Nancy, we know that's not true. But that's what makes him so good, right? So, like, he he's he just says it like it, it was authentic. Like, like basically, he's like, Nancy, come on. Like, she was trying to portray You're Harry Reid. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> Harry Reid being t- calling other senators out and calling them jerks or whatever. So what? It's good. I know. It's part of the, yeah, part of the politics game. Um yeah, well, I think Barack Obama, former president, has that's like what's so charismatic about him, right? Oh, by the way, the slippery slope was Harry Reid passed the thing where federal judges uh, can be confirmed with 50 and plus or 51, but not Supreme Court. So the Republicans get in and say, screw you. We're going to take it even further. And now it's the Supreme Court, which has hurt the Democrats, obviously. So you got to be careful with these things, you know. These rules have been in place for a very, very long time. Right now, they're not working because there's such partisanship and there's such vitriol in the in the Senate and in and in the House. But you have to be careful just manipulating these for for, for 
you know, what's right in front of you versus thinking long term. Um, I want to talk sports because uh, my yeah. husband says that the was it the Sunday night Raiders and yeah, uh, Chargers greatest. game was like one of the greatest games in NFL history. Um, but but it kind of sucked, right? Because ultimately, if they had both just tied, they both yep. would have entered the playoffs. But. Was it the Chargers who end up calling a timeout, like with 25 seconds left or something? Yeah, so oh, that was crazy, a hard... crazy. So based on what happened happened during the day, okay, it's set up where if the Chargers and the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, who, whichever team won automatically in, the other one out. But if they tied, they're both in, the Steelers are out, would have been out. The game gets played back and forth, back and forth. Fantastic game. Ends up in overtime. Raiders get the ball. They don't score. I'm sorry, they kick a field goal. Chargers get the ball. They kick a field goal. Raiders get the ball back. Now you only get 10 minutes in the new overtime rules. It's down to 240, 250. Raiders are letting the clock run. They're on about the 42, if I remember correctly, 40, 42. Too far for a field goal. Looks like they're just going to snap the ball, kneel down. Both teams would have been in the playoffs. For some reason, the Chargers called timeout. The coach said it was to get their defense ready. But I think what it did was it made the Raiders then run another play rather than kneel down. They hand the ball off. They pick up 8, 12 yards. Clock runs down. They call timeout with two seconds left. They kick the field goal. They're in. Chargers are out. Now, if you're the Raiders, you got it to a point where you're not you're in the playoffs. Because if you miss the field goal, you're still going. You're still in. If you make it, you're still in. Chargers are out. So the Raiders shouldn't care whether the Steelers get in or the Chargers. Plus, if the Raiders did win the game, they would have been the five seed or now are the five seed versus the seven seed, which is important because a in theory, you play the four seed versus the two seed, which is the Chiefs. So they play the Bengals. And if everything fell correctly, if all the higher seeds lost in the first two rounds, you could conceivably play the AFC Championship in Las Vegas, Raiders home. As the seventh seed, it's not possible. You're always going to be on a road because every other seed is below you. So it did benefit the Raiders to win the game, but I think the Chargers were on the verge of having the Raiders kneel down and both teams getting in. And uh, didn't happen. Crazy. Damn. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What else is going on in sports? Anything else you want to mention? Well, and then we'll... I think the playoffs are going to be fantastic this okay. weekend. You got two games Saturday, three Sunday. You got a Monday night playoff game for the first time, I believe, for the first time. Um, Premier League's back. All the sports. Um, and then what, were you a Bob Saget fan? Obviously, a lot of people yes, mourning Bob Saget. Very big Bob. So yeah. actually, Kristen and I went to see him pre COVID. <laughs> Down in D.C. Really? Without masks. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. Um, He was excellent. Uh, I mean, extremely, extremely vulgar. I know. See that I used to love him because, and I always think like, would he have still survived? Uh, Although I feel like cancel culture is being canceled. There's no way he could have been doing that stand up and being on Full House. There's no way. <laughs> but didn't he, didn't he still, when he was Danny Tanner, didn't he do stand up gigs? I think he did toward the end. I do, he was doing stand up again. You know what? I shouldn't say that. I, yes, he was doing stand up. 
he was he was the um he was a host of the CBS morning show when he got the role as Danny Tap. Wow. He not a host, but he, yeah, he was like a contributor really? on the CBS morning show way back when. Then he actually is not in the pilot of the show, which is kind of a, a little no interesting trivia. They didn't they did the pilot, it got picked up. They fired the guy who <laughs> Got them who did the pilot, hired Bob Saget, and the rest is history. So I don't know what type of comedy he was doing then. I, you know, my guess is it wasn't as vulgar as he did. Oh, he's later so raunchy. We saw him years ago too here in he DC. Was, by the way, he yeah. was the voice of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? And he was the original host of America's Top Videos or America's Funniest of, what, Home Videos America's or whatever. Funniest Videos, Home Videos. Uh, what a yeah, great career. And you could tell that. He was beloved. Like he yes. stand up. He so uh, was it Pete Davidson? I believe came out and said, "I can't tell you how influential Bob Saget was and how helpful when I was down and I was having some very dark moments. Bob Saget came and helped me and reached out all the time and and a few others have said that. So uh, yeah, that was a shocking loss. Sixty five years old. I know. Uh, Looks like no sign of foul play or drugs. They think that I guess he had had COVID. Vis- he was visible drugs. We don't. We don't. Know, yeah. But right. I mean, right. listen. I'm, this is going to sound. Well, it's not going to sound anything. It's. I hope it's a heart attack. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I hope yeah. it's not something like. Ugh, you know. I know. After you know. all these years, yeah, he was beloved. You can tell by just seeing all the comics. And like, then post. Betty, have we have we done a show since Betty White? Oh, I don't. Maybe think we did last so. week. Maybe we did. Don't know if we mentioned her. Yes. Legend. Another legend. Unbelievable career. Unbelievable. And, you know, you wonder, I don't know. I mean, are you going to see comics like a Bob Saget still, you know, because now people, everybody's a comic, every, you know, including myself. I mean, you know, everyone labels themselves as a comic. So it's like, are you going to see these old school comics? How many of them are left? Listen, I hope so. I I hope, you know, I, I find myself admiring Bill Maher more and more and more. What? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah, but you're like, you were like a fair weather fan of Bill Maher. What? I just said, I find myself more and more and more. I didn't, that wasn't saying I always was, but he, he, he has the right approach and thought process. I, I hate Trump. That's what he says. But he, he said yesterday, but you can't ignore the 75 million people, nor can you paint them with all the same brush. There's issues that in, we've talked about this a hundred million times. There's singular issues that people gravitate towards. They put everything else, they compartmentalize everything else. And they say, you know what? This is my issue. Trump's better for me on this issue. I'm going to vote for him. Right. And, or the comedy thing or the cancel culture or what Bill Maher seems to be on the right side of the left creating their own mess many times because they feel they're, I think the words he used are morally superior and they get to put people down or they think they're putting them down without really understanding the whole situation. So anyway. All right. Um, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Patrick, where do people follow you? Patrick GM, Fox 5 DC. You're on fire on Twitter. Everyone's tweeting at you. You're tweeting back. You're like, yeah. people are, are getting on the P train. They're like all about you. The P train. I like that. <laughs> 
It's like the grand P when I have a grandkid. Yes. Grand P. The grand P. But I, I told you that, right? Are you having a grandkid? No. Oh, oh God. Not that I oh. know. Oh, it's okay. Wait. I'm knocking wood right now. <laughs> no, I said, so I think I said, I think I said this. We were just having conversations. What do you want to be called? Yes. Yeah. Grand P yeah. for Patrick. I'm going to have a medallion, grand P. But when you say it fast, it's grand P. Exactly. And they are. People are on the P train, man. On your P Twitter. P train. I like that. On the P train. All right, Patrick. We'll see you next week. All right, week. Sarah. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>